guys, welcome back uh, to another episode, episode 7 of the GMG podcast. Uh, my name is Ed, and um, what are we talking about this week? I, I, I don't know, man, like it's been, it's been a crazy one, I have to say, it has been a crazy one in terms of one, trying to get a console, like one of the next gen consoles that have, you know, that's coming out uh, in the next, what? 40 days or so, you know, not long, and, um, but also how I'm feeling about those next-gen consoles, and to be honest, not that this episode is going to be like a downer one or anything like that, but, you know, well, it might be, because to be honest, I, I just, I'm not feeling the hype, you know what I mean, like, I'm not as excited as I said I was last generation, you know, maybe that always happens to people. I don't, I don't know about yourselves, but with me, um, you know, a new generation is a special thing for people that are into gaming, whether you're a developer, whether you're someone that just consumes the games, you know, um, or somewhere in between. And I'm just not at that level right now where I'm like, they're doing a lot. You know, they're doing enough to convince me, like, on both sides to be honest um i mean the most interesting uh aspect i'd say would be microsoft has got a lot to prove just because of what happened um last generation and they're making all the right steps you know like we left off last generation with a complete with a complete megaton and since then i've had time to think about it you know been chatting with a lot of friends reading a lot of articles you know hitting up that Twitter, all of that good stuff. And what I get from it is like kind of a feeling of like, okay, great, but we're going to have to wait and see. But it's just missing that excitement of what's going to be in the future. So like when they announced the PS4, um, for example, that like first reveal event, I think was in February. It was a magical time just because of how turbulent um, the journey with PS3 was, you know, like that generation, it was up and down, you know, all sorts of things um, was going on with that. Uh, and like when they showed their new um, vision for what they wanted to achieve, it was exciting just based on that, just based on the fact that everything was like kind of not so great. Uh, what we experienced before and now you know they're turning over a new leaf and now we're going to get to see what they really really want to show us and you know I think in that presentation we got to see Killzone, Shadowfall um, and yeah I came out just thinking damn this this is this is the even though I didn't even I don't even think I purchased my PS4 straight away I got I got it like maybe two years after that because um, I always I, I do wait I tend to do that quite a bit just because I like to get the max out of my um, systems and to be honest I'm not done with the PS4 Pro yet not even done with the Xbox One X but I will be trying to get a Series X um, mainly just to play uh, Cyberpunk at 60 frames if I can because I don't have a PC that can do that so I would like to experience that but even then theoretically I could just wait I don't I don't necessarily need it and they haven't given me a reason to jump on on microsoft side it's a lot better because you know once you jump on you're going to be taken care of right and with sony it's always the side of like well when you have the games i'll be there and i'll always be there for both to be honest like um i'm not 
I don't need to choose one or the other. Like, you know, I need to get both for my work, for my research, everything that I do. You know, it's not just um, looked at as a consumer standpoint. I want to see what both of these machines have to offer. And obviously, you can only do that if you have them. But to be honest, there's no rush. I don't feel that rush. And they haven't made me feel like there is one. Even they're quite laxed about the whole thing. And um, which brings me on to the feeling of like, I do think these machines may be coming out a little bit too early. You know, like, even with the Bethesda thing, we're not going to see um, that come to fruition, I guess, for at least for at least about three to four years, I would say. I could be wrong, and they and they maybe were a lot, you know, really ahead in development with um, Starfield and stuff, so we might see that sooner rather than later. But, you know, Elder Scrolls 6 is going to be a really interesting one. And, um, I, all right, so let, let's, let's start with that, actually, because, you know, the Bethesda thing was and is probably the biggest thing to happen in gaming uh ever i think uh, i'm struggling to find something that is as shocking as this um but not in a bad way shocking like really really exciting microsoft has now cemented themselves as the top player in terms of potentially producing some of the best games exclusively um uh, in the gaming industry and that would be good then that's that word exclusive is really important because you know i've been reading a lot of articles and stuff and we obviously people don't know what microsoft is going to do with Bethesda in terms of will they continue making games for um for other platforms or will they you know lock lock them down uh my opinion is you spend that type of money you lock that stuff down you know like Elder Scrolls 6 should definitely be an exclusive and this is not um in a way of like trying to take it away um from people what I think a lot of obviously fanboys get into this discussion all the time but the reason why I think exclusives are important is it's because it gives developers an opportunity to really um explore every facet of the machine that they're developing on right yeah they don't have to worry about ports they don't have to worry about the individual quirks of a particular machine because they're just focusing on one you know so they're no longer designing for the common denominator they just have that um spec sheet to the t and i and i just think evidence has shown that we've seen the benefits of that at least from the sony side and even from the microsoft side like um well i mean it's harder because they're getting you know they've become more platform agnostic in that sense but still like at least from the PlayStation side, you're getting things like God of War, you're getting things like Horizon. And yes, people could say, well, those things could easily come to PC, and they could, but them being designed solely for that technology first, I think just allows the developer the freedom. It's not even from a technical standpoint, it's just more the developer feels at ease, they know what hardware they're working with, and they don't have to worry about anything else. Yeah, and I think that shows, because when you have you know a happy team that's doing something that they love doing obviously and there's less distractions um the quality shows and just imagine what we can you know what microsoft can achieve by working with bethesda and making sure that you know the next elder scrolls is the best it could ever be and it's going to only be made for like the xbox 
and Series X hardware and, you know, just go do it. And I, I don't see that being a hindrance to the team. One, it takes the pressure off. Um, and potentially we could be seeing a product better than what we would have if uh, if it was like multi-platform and coming out on everything. Uh, it's an opinion. I don't know how many people really even care because I think if you're a fan of like Elder Scrolls, if you're a fan of these games, you're going to go wherever they are. You know what I mean? And it's a hard number to pull to see, well, you know, if they make their games exclusive like Doom and all of this, is that really cutting into... You know, is that fan going to say, well, now I'm never ever going to buy, you know, an Xbox because it's not, it's only coming out on that. I don't know about that, especially with something like Elder Scrolls, which I think, you know, Bolivian first came out on the 360 and they built, and that was like the beginning um, for Bethesda really getting into that market, the console market. So I, I, I just don't think they'll lose out. Yeah. And especially in like, in if the game comes out in like four or five years, they definitely won't. That user base right now that's obviously in playstation's advantage will change you know naturally it will and there'll be more and more people that will have um an xbox series x especially with how microsoft has just done an amazing job of breaking down those barriers so yeah it's it, it it's it's something that i would i if i was in charge i would do it just because i think the games are come out better not to screw the other side and all of that stuff because let's face it none of these companies are like your friends at the end of the day they're there to make money um and people can argue yeah but you stand to make more money if it comes out on everything and it's just like well i don't think this play was really for that reason because bethesda no offense to them or anything being worth more than like the Marvel franchise or the Star Wars franchise of what Disney bought is quite laughable. I think they did this because you've got the access to the developers, you've got the access to their technology, you know, so there's a lot of things underneath this deal, deal which actually that 7.5 million price tag might make sense in like five, 10 years, but that doesn't matter because Microsoft are clearly playing the long game and that's why it's fascinating to me. It's a good thing because it means they're willing to work with Bethesda. They're not looking for a quick return. You know, like I read a lot of people thinking, oh, well, you spend 7.5 billion. They need to make triple that and they need to make it in X amount of years. And it's just like, well, no, you don't. You know, that's not really how um, an investment works because what happens is they're going to be looking at like, if we have a plan to do this with whatever Bethesda, whatever plan they have with Bethesda, that can make them profit well beyond that number, but not even in terms of just the profit, but just the prominence of, of Game Pass and Xbox as a brand. It's just such a power move that like, you know, the figure is really inconsequential at the end of the day because Microsoft have that money, they spent it, and really and truly, when you look at what they're getting for that, it's th not that it's a great deal in terms of a monetary value, but just what they got is, you know, fair play to them. So that is one thing that I am excited about about the next generation. But other than that, like I'm still like, well, we'll wait and see when that happens, when the time comes out, when these games come out, around my two year period. I'll be ready. I mean, the Xbox is an exception because I probably will get it purely based on the thing of like, I want to play Cyberpunk um, and 
I also want to play, uh, well, Gears Tactics and Valkyrie will also be available on um, every version of the Xbox, I think. So that wouldn't be a problem, really. But it's just nice. And it's a good... I think out of the two, it's it's the one where you can feel relaxed. Yeah, there's, you're not going to get an Xbox One X and be like, having to worry about what games you need to play or whatever you know what i mean there should be a taste for everyone especially with game pass whereas with the playstation you know with everything that they're doing right now which um we will get into actually because there's a lot to unpack with what um playstation are doing it's feeling more like business as usual and more like you know if you're a playstation fan jump in let's do this but there's not really that much of a reason outside of Dark Souls and Spider-Man. I mean, these things will sell out, and I love Sony as much as the next guy, but um, I can definitely wait because I'm already enjoying um, their existing product, yeah, which really I still think hasn't been pushed um, as much as it could be. I mean, yes, Last of Us does push it and and stuff, but I, you know, I'm always from the mindset um, being a developer myself is like you can spend a long time on things and uh, achieve your roadblocks. It's just how, obviously, how much time you're willing to spend, how much money you've got to do that, you know, and whether or not it makes sense to do it. You know, I always go back to the fact that we had GTA running on a PS3 that had, uh, what was it, Max, uh, like, not even full RAM, but it had like. 256 and it, it was like split with um video ram or whatever and we still got a game like that that was then running on a machine that had you know five times that even more probably ram um and look what we got so i think it's possible same with last of us as well you know still look good when it came out on the ps3 so i still think you can do it not saying that that's true for every developer or true for how every developer should approach um design but i like it when they do and and it gives me a lot more value in the console that i spent you know 300 pounds x on that i know that in seven years i can still play games that look awesome and not compromised you know like or at least the compromise is not completely in my face because obviously there's always a compromise because of pc existing right and this is another thing that was I always feel it's quite special about exclusive games is that you can't get that comparison, right? Yeah, like back in the day, and, and Nintendo kind of get away with this a lot. It's like a Nintendo game exists only on their hardware. There's no comparison of saying, oh, run that on a PC and it'll look better. Obviously, there's emulators and stuff like that, but it's not it's not a thing. It's all kind of um, uh, third party and bootlegged kind of uh, alternatives, right, to the comparison, but it's never the full whack and i love that i personally just love that idea of exclusives and with that purchase with bethesda and microsoft i'm all with it but i'm digressing a little bit back to like sony yeah they're not really doing much um to convince me to drop down but they've never done that because i've never really i've never bought a playstation on day one or in the launch thing i've always waited because i know the games will come this year, um, not that many, but next year they're saying Horizons coming out. They're saying God of War is also coming out. We'll see about God of War. You know, Horizon maybe yes, but God of War we'll see. We'll see about that. Um, but if it does, that will that will get me to glance over and be like, oh, okay, 
Okay, I see what you're doing there. I see you over there. But still, would I put the money down? No. I'll probably still be playing, trying to finish um, Cyberpunk with my no non-violent, complete, suave playthrough, which I'm trying to go through. You know, I tried that in Deus Ex, didn't work. This, I feel like they're going to give me a lot more room to experiment with that. So um, I've committed to that type of playthrough. Obviously, only kill if I have no choice to. But to be honest, every situation I'll be going in to try and uh, sweet talk my way um, out of a bad situation if I ever get into one in that game, which I'm sure I will. But yeah, that's um, that's what I've got to say about that, guys. You know, like next gen, what, what do you guys think? Are you hyped? Do you feel like this generation, they really pulled out all the stops and got the best out of the machines? More so from the Sony angle, because... Xbox, I get it. They they needed to, you know, they had a rough start and they made some ground in terms of um, the consumer perspective and stuff like that. And that's amazing. And they're carrying that on with the Series X. Um, so with them, a next generation couldn't come soon enough. With Sony, they were riding high for so long that like even everything that we've seen from them kind of shows that they, they kind of don't even want to do it as well. They're kind of like, we'll take it and leave it. But obviously they can't afford to not release a machine when their competition has like they don't want to make that mistake again right and come out um and come out after so yeah let me know when you know what you think uh guys you know i'm love keeping these episodes short and sweet you know until i get someone else to um to talk to about this stuff um which i'm still working on you know just crazy times super busy but i'm enjoying doing these and i love doing them um Hit me up on Twitter if you've got anything, any questions, anything that I've said about in this episode. And also, if like if any of you guys are interested in like coming onto the show, let me know. You know, if you just want to talk about games, we'll just be really chill. Um, you know, you don't have to be of any ilk <laughs> to do it, for lack of a better term. So, yeah, thanks a lot uh, for listening, and um, I'll see you on the next episode. Take care.